Hey y'all, I had the best conversation. I know I say this all the time, but I just talked to Wendy McWilliams Burdick. She is an abstract artist. Um, also, she does florals, um, but she is in the Nashville area and we, we just, we went shallow, we went deep. We went all over the pool, and it was just a lot of fun. So, let's go. Welcome to The Artist's Pool, the podcast for artists of all kinds. My name is Lulu Schwal. Join me as we get to know artists on a more fun and intimate level. We'll jump into their creative process and end up in the shallows with what makes them laugh. Let's dive in. All right, well, thank you, Wendy, for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Um, why don't you first just tell us about you and what you do? Um, I am an abstract artist, basically, and also I do some floral work. That's basically what I do. Okay. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got started in the art business and how, um, how kind of your journey got you to this place? I had been most of my life working regular jobs. And I I actually have had 22 jobs before I found art. Wow. And yeah. So I have had a lot of experience with working at jobs. And I had a lot of jobs that I just loved. Um, but I look back at that now and I see that they were all creative jobs. Mm-hmm. Like activities director at a nursing home. I worked as a merchandiser for Calvin Klein and Revlon. Um, so yeah, my last job that I had was I was living in Europe and it was 2009, I believe. And I was working um, for as merchandiser for Revlon and also Calvin Klein. And then we moved to, I was married to somebody in the military and we moved to El Paso, Texas. Uh, He got stationed there. It was during the Desert Storm era, and he was gone a lot. He was um, uh, first sergeant, and they were setting up a new battalion, and I was home all the time. So I thought, well, let me go try to find a job as a merchandiser. Well, long story short, you can't really find a job in El Paso, Texas, unless you speak Spanish. Ah, yeah. So so I couldn't find work, and it was really hot because we lived in the desert. And it was very beautiful, but it was like 116 degrees every day. Oh, my goodness. And Yeah, very, very hot in the summer. And I had... I was just going nuts, you know, basically being in the house, kind of going crazy because of the heat and not yes. being able to get out. <laughs> and so I thought, well, we had just come from Germany and I, I had never heard of Hobby Lobby, but I saw the store mm-hmm. and I thought, hmm, that's what I need. I need a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> so I went into Hobby Lobby and I just wandered around and uh-huh. there was a young boy working there. He's probably... 18, 19, and I said, I'm looking for a hobby. Can you help me? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and he said, well, let's see. And so we started going down the aisles and he said, well, what about rock polishing? Or he had all these things. And I said, well, what about painting? And he said, oh, you don't want to do painting. He said, that's really hard. And I thought, hmm, what do you mean it's hard? He goes, well, it's really, you know, you need a lot of years to learn it. Uh-huh. And um, so I ignored him, basically. And Good for I, you. <laughs> you clear of painting. Yeah. And, and I just picked yeah. out a book on how to paint an orchid uh-huh. step by step. And uh-huh. I, I didn't know anything about acrylics. I didn't know anything about oil paint. Uh-huh. I didn't know anything about painting. I, I just basically was winging it. I grabbed some small tubes of acrylic paint. I grabbed a pad of paper, that book, and those little tiny paintbrushes you can buy in a big pack, you know? Yes. The cheap yes. ones yes. that they use for children usually. The ones that have hairs that stick in your canvas. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but I didn't really know anything about art. I didn't know, you know, I've learned all this over the years through trial and error. So anyways, I went home and I started um, learning to paint an orchid. And um, my first orchid was horrible. And, and the first thought I had was, man, that kid was right. <laughs> this is hard. And then I had a clear voice um say to me like you and I are talking do it again but relax oh wow and it was just like a epiphany and I did the second one real loose and relaxed mm-hmm. and I was in love that was it that was the beginning of my like it happened instantly wow that's amazing that's yeah. amazing so when you listen to that voice and just relax you're your painting really improved. And I, I thought it was gorgeous. And I mean, I, that was it. I just started painting like a fool. I mean, I would go days without showering, without. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I became completely obsessed. It's like I fell in love. You know how when you fall in love, how yeah. everything is just, you know, when you meet somebody that you fall in love with them, it's just yeah. you're, you don't want anything else. And that's yes. all I wanted was painting. I mean, mm-hmm. I would wake up at four in the morning and start. Oh, wow. So yeah. you really <laughs> fell hard. <laughs> I did. I was in love. went to the library on base and I checked <laughs> out like 50 books on art, uh-huh. and, you know, famous artists and art. And I just started devouring everything to do with art. So that's basically how I started my love affair with painting. Do you, this begs my question, do you still have your original orchid painting? Absolutely not. No, okay. <laughs> Everything you know got cast and compare. Well, it's just that I don't even know what happened, and yeah, yeah. all my stuff because we moved. We we're military, and we moved oh, every couple right. of years. Yeah, yeah. So I probably. Well, I remember he had to pay a lot of money for the. We had a beautiful home on base, a big home. It was brand mm-hmm. new, huge, and he had to pay like seven thousand dollars because there was so much paint all over. Um. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that are orchids are they still near and dear to your heart? No, no, really? no, I will let you know right now while we're even at the beginning here. I am not sentimental about any of my art. I, I okay. don't understand when people say, Oh, I'm attached to this one. I hate to sell it. Not me. I that's me. There's <laughs> ones that I will not I don't have any kind of um, I feel this way about my art Lulu okay 
I am not the painter. I am just the vessel to oh. that it comes through. Okay. Once I'm done with it, it's not mine. It's out okay. in the world. It's like a child. You know, it's like giving birth. And mm -hmm. you, you want your children to grow up and be independent. And, and I feel the same way about art. I feel like my art is once I'm done with it, I'm done with it. Okay. Yeah. That's how I am anyways. Wow. Is there a spiritual side to that? Very much so. Very okay. much so. Do you want to talk about that? Well, it's, I feel like when I'm painting, I'm actually channeling um, God energy is I'm like a tent. We're all tentacles of God. Okay. And when we are doing anything that's creative, anything, whether it be cooking a meal, whether it be you know, rearranging flowers, whatever it is, that is a tentacle of creation. That's the great creator mm -hmm. coming through us. And um, that's, I just, that's why I don't, when people say, what do you think about, when you plan your painting? And no, when I walk up to whatever it is, the substrate, it could be paper, it could be canvas. Once I am in that space of getting ready to create, I have left the building. Wow. Okay. Well, no, and that okay. well, that's the next question. I want to yeah. I want to dive into your creative process yeah. if you don't mind talking. About not it. at all. I'm yeah. Okay. I'm not, it's not mysterious or anything. No, let's talk about it then. What do you have now? Do you with your creative process? I'll get into that. But do you have any rituals that you do to get ready to paint, or do you just look at it? as a mm -hmm. job and you just go. Oh, no, 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 no. I okay. have to be in the mood. Okay. That's my first ritual. Okay. I like, I haven't painted anything in three days. Okay. I go. So it isn't a nine to five. It's when you feel inspired to paint. Absolutely. I just, okay. you know, it used to be where I was nonstop. I never stopped. I just, because that's when I was first in love with it for years, the first probably five years I was obsessed it was all about but I think it was because I was heavy into growing mm -hmm. as an artist in that time I st did think about it when I painted um that during that time I really really was trying to paint ah uh, okay you know what I mean yes I do yeah, yeah. and then when I yeah. when I started finding my own rhythm where I was I knew kind of what I was doing for me. You know, somebody else might look at it and say, she don't know what she's doing. But I felt I knew what I was doing for me. Um, mm -hmm. I just owned my own work. Even when it was very, very um, amateurish, I mm -hmm. still felt very proud of it. I was, mm -hmm. I always, I never was embarrassed by my work. I mean, mm -hmm. I was two weeks into painting like that. And I joined a website called Redbubble in Australia that's a long story that I won't get into, but I stumbled onto it by divine. Uh, I got a divine message in a dream uh -huh. one minute and I got on there and I started sharing my art right away, two weeks painting. And I was sharing with artists that had been in major galleries and stuff. And I was still putting my stuff up next to theirs and feeling like I was an artist at two weeks of painting I thought I was an artist <laughs> and I got so much support from them and they were so wonderful there's so many people out there Lulu that want to help people and bring them in just like you you know doing this podcast mm -hmm. yeah. you, you you know artists are that's what I love about art and artists yeah. we are so inclusive we are so 
open and they're the most fun people I've ever met. Yeah. You know, they're weird. And I love the weirdness. So weird, but not in a creepy weird way. In a good way. Yeah. That's a good way. Well, you, yeah, you just get together and you, like you and I, we talk, what, three minutes and we already feel comfortable, totally comfortable with each other. Yeah, we were like old gal pals. Yeah. Yeah. And I I find that often with my artist friends, that that just flows like honey. It's so easy. Yeah. So, So yeah. 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 With my class that I take, my instructor the other week, he's like, Lulu, you don't need words when you talk to me. You can just. Oh, <laughs> that was gesturing. Yeah. I totally know exactly what you said. You don't even need words. Yeah. And I just love the whole art community and um, especially the ones I've met online. They're just amazing. But yeah. so th- that need, that ability to just walk in and start painting mm-hmm. and let the painting just tell me what it wants to do has become a, an acquired skill from just doing it so much. And I'm here from talking to you. What is so cool about you is that you, I feel like you have let go of everyone's expectations um, or social media, just any expectation. I feel like you've let go of all that and you're just you. You know, unashamedly you. And I I get that from talking to you. And it's very refreshing. Yeah, because I feel at 62 years of age, um, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, you and I. It is what it is now. And yes. for me yeah. to be pretentious or to pretend I'm something I'm not mm-hmm. is just not going to work for me. Um, it just doesn't feel good. It feels icky. It feels um false and I don't mm-hmm. feel I don't like to do anything anymore that feels false right and so yeah I just let it all hang out that's why I post a picture of myself in my new sauna with my bath towel on you know a lot <laughs> of people wouldn't do that they would feel very well that's just maybe not appropriate or right and I, I don't give a rip yeah well <laughs> there's real freedom when you don't give a rip Right. What are they going to do to me? You know, what are they going to do? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. But you think they will and that's the, but that's living in fear and life is too short to live in fear. Yeah. And it also is a thing that I went through that too. We're like, oh, I don't want to, you know, if I, I'm, I have a brand and I don't want to turn off potential, uh, clients that may you know give me a big break with my art and Mm -hmm. so I need to be really you know have a certain image and you know as the years went on I I realized that the people that love you will love you no matter the right opportunities for you will come to you yeah just from being yourself they may not be the the thing you thought you wanted Mm -hmm. you know like oh you know design magazine you know better homes and garden might not want my type of art mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I will find people that do that resonate with who I am truly authentically yeah well that's a much more peaceful way to live your life for sure Absolutely. and it just you can lay your head on the pillow knowing that you're you're you and you're you're consistently you and you're not trying to be so many things to other people 
Correct. So. Especially as an older female artist. Um, right. art, a lot of the art world tends to be young, um, mm-hmm. certain mm-hmm. type of female artist. And it's, mm-hmm. there's such, uh, you know, well, I've, my, that window's closed for me. You know, I'm older <laughs> now, so I have to just be who I am and be happy with it and yeah. take the moments that I have in my life and live them fully in the moment and not try to be in another moment like my yeah. youth or whatever. Well, we talked about this too yesterday, but there's a real sexy confidence that comes when you're over 50 and beyond um, that you didn't have when you were in your 20s. And I I wouldn't trade it. I mean, I might trade my joints for my younger self, but <laughs> as far as the mental game, I would not trade that at all. Well, you know, I have this back issue, spinal stenosis that I'm dealing with. And to be really honest with you, I wouldn't trade it. It has been such a gift to me. It's taught oh, me really? so, oh, it's taught me so much about what matters yeah. in life and yeah. what's important. And it's forced me to step back and slow down and not mm-hmm. be so driven. You know, I was very driven for a lot of years in my art. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was very, very consumed with being successful mm-hmm. at my art and I reached a pretty good level I feel considering from where I came um but well, now I can learn I can learn from you then because I'm still in that trying to grind and be six quote unquote successful well it's wonderful when it's happening you know when uh, honestly, you're making. I may. I was making like a hundred thousand dollars a year for probably four years in a row mm-hmm. off my art, which was unbelievable Amazing. to me. Yeah, yes. it was unbelievable to me. I right. was, you know, I had so much success. Mm-hmm. Um, but and it was wonderful while it lasted. But it's so like it's any fleeting. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's like anything, you know, football players, they can't be star football players their whole career. Right. There's always an arc to success. Right. There's the buildup to it, the trying to get there, the getting there. Hopefully not everybody gets there. And that's why I feel proud that, okay, I did get there. And then there's the sustaining it. Mm-hmm. Which is difficult when there's so many other great artists coming up behind you. Right. Right. That they're now becoming famous. Right. And um, then you start having the gradual um, decline of your popularity, which I feel is happening right now. And I'm okay with it. Well, you know? I'll have what you're having. <laughs> Give me some of that. For the, well, I just that Sally line. I'll, I'll, I'll have what you're having. So that's how I feel about it. I feel like I've made peace with it, that I've had a good run for many years off of something that was a hobby. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You know, when I walked into yeah. Hobby Lobby and it's, yeah. it's created a lot of great relationships for me. Mm-hmm. And I still do workshops and so far they sell out very quickly. Mm-hmm. So I, art has brought me to a different place now. You, yeah, you're settled. You're, yeah. you're settled. And I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, well, your art, when you, what I love, I love your art, but I also love the names that you title your art. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be more creative. I'm too lazy I love, now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you and your art 
and the titles. I just, I love titles anyway, but I think that's more fun for me is to title my art than to actually yeah. paint it. I, I hate to say that, but <laughs> I, it's just that I love titling. Um, but tell me when you go, when you get inspired, when you walk in and what's, do you, what do you do? You just pick up the brush and you, you or, just or, or, or a sponge. Happened? It depends if I'm in the mood for florals or because okay. I do. I have I, I do love florals and I do okay. love abstract. But usually what happens is I'll be watching a movie or something and there's a piece of abstract art or something on the wall in the movie. And mm -hmm. I'm thinking, dang, I got to paint something. That looks amazing. So okay. I just go in my studio like that. It's very impulsive for me. Mm -hmm. And I will just start, okay, I want to do something abstract. And he used that painting he or she, whoever painted it, used a lot of red. And so then I'm going to use red. And usually what happens nine times out of 10, the painting goes in a whole different direction. Um, okay. You know, it doesn't, it's nothing like what I thought I was going to be doing. I was going to walk in there and paint this amazing piece. And okay. it starts going into a whole different direction. But that's what I love about art, Lulu, is that it takes you on a vacation, a trip. You yeah. may think you're planning a trip to Mexico or to <laughs> Italy. And so you, you're on your way and you're, you just arrive and you think you know how, what you're going to do while you're there. But if you abandon yourself to the country or the place, it can take you places you never expected to go. Yeah. And that's how I feel about paintings. They literally are, an, you know, just a trip in my mind while I'm painting in a whole place. I don't even know where I'm going. What's going to happen with this mark? Oh, this is going to happen. Okay, let me take it this way. You know, I, that's how I see art is just fun and a journey. Do you, uh, do you paint something start to finish or is it in phases or is it just different every time? Um, almost always start to finish. Okay. But it, then I go back to it maybe a couple of days later and go, that's not finished. You know, at the time yeah, yeah. I think it's finished, but it, uh -huh. it it's, and in, you know, most of the time, by the time you see me sell a painting, it's been four paintings because oh, okay. it can so only sit there. Through. Yeah. It can go yeah. sit there for so long. And then I'm like a year, I'm going, okay, this thing's a dud. Ah, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So do, you get, so do you give it new life? If you think it's a dud, do you go in there Absolutely. and just redo it? Okay. I do. I give it yeah. and to where I like it and feel like, oh, I love it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just uh, depends. I But if it's a small, a paper piece, 18 by 24, yes, it's done. And, you know, I, I'm a very fast painter, mm -hmm. very fast. I can mm -hmm. do a 48 by 48 and a half an hour easy. Yeah. You know, not everybody's fast like that. A lot of people go, Wendy, you're going too fast. Like when I do a demo or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, it's, it's, it's probably, there's a lot of energy in your marks, you know, yeah. and you know, when it's right. Like I know when I make an energetic mark and it just feels right. Like, yeah. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. And well, I love that you love your paintings when they're done you're like that's awesome so I love that <laughs> confidence because I think that's what people feel when they look at it like I did one the other day and I was like patting myself on the back I'm like you know that looks good yes it looks good and I want to keep looking at it and I'm like if I fall in love with it 
then I know that when someone else looks at it, they'll feel like that. Well, that's something I want to tell you. I had uh, so much help, you know, when I was starting on a red bubble and I had one artist tell me the people that are at your level of spirituality, your God energy level will be attracted to your work. Mm-hmm. So that was a real, it's, he said, it's the God in them recognizes the God in you through that painting. Uh, that's uh, in yoga when they say namaste, that's what that means. Yeah, but it's mm-hmm. this is visually, you know, a visual, yeah. um, you know, feeling of resonating with you mm-hmm. and your work because mm-hmm. they're at the same level of, um, and I don't want to say enlightenment because I'm not enlightened any more than anybody else is, mm-hmm. but I am a seeker. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a seeker always to become a better human being. Mm-hmm. I always, you know, my I'm always trying to be better at who I am and how I treat people and how I, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I've always loved that about people who strive to be, um, they don't just say, oh, well, that's the way I am. Right. I'm not gonna, because I think older people especially are guilty of this is, oh, well, he's in his 80s. You're not going to change him. Or, you know, like I'm 62 and this is just who I am. No, you know? and that's a bunch of BS. I think that's a huge excuse. I think we should all try to be better. We at- should, but the probably the best thing we can do, Lulu, is let people be whoever they want to be. If they don't want to try, that's on them. Well, I, I yeah, I'm not good at that. I'm always <laughs> wanting to. Ch- I'm wanting literally to them still. <laughs> yeah, that well, you can't though. You know that. I do, but I don't. Oh. I, I'm stubborn. yeah you know all we can hope is that we by living our life as an example Mm -hmm. that people are inspired to maybe you know like I'm really into my health I'm big time into my health I'm plant-based eater Mm -hmm. um, you know but I don't beat people over the head with eating meat if they right if they want to eat meat that's their choice I don't you know and that's how I am with everything it's like people have freedom um to do live their life the way they do want to live it and um but i hope that maybe i inspire somebody to not eat animals you know i I, that kind of thing so i try to live by example and hope that maybe somebody will but i don't harp on people and i don't i don't preach to people right right well um have you and i'm just now listening to it but have you read or are you a proponent of the artist's way by julia cameron i've never read it okay well you talk like you have that's why i was like i bet she's read the artist's way no i never have i have heard of the book you know through the years you know you hear people saying things yeah no i haven't but i did read big magic by um uh elizabeth gilbert Okay, is that the Eat, Pray, Love? Uh, no, she's the author, yeah. Okay. But I, I read Big Magic years and years ago, so okay. I probably haven't retained a lot of it. Okay. But um, no, I've never read The Artist's Way. I did hear something about it's very regimented, which I'm not. It is. It, it is. <laughs> you have to write freehand. And I don't do this. I'm Me just, either. I'm, read, write. I'm reading it or I'm listening to the audio book because... There was such a buzz about it. I'm like, I've got to see what this 
per, but you have to write freehand. Like every time you wake up, you just write three pages. Blah, I, lost no me there. I'm doing that. There's no <laughs> way I'm doing it. Yeah, I don't do anything like you know. A lot of artists will say, I you know, get in your studio every day, daily, and, yes, <laughs> and do something. You know, no, yeah. if I don't want to go in there, I'm not going in there. I may not go in there for a month. Yeah. You know, well, it's not, it's, it's liberating. I, there's so, you know, there's two camps. I mean, maybe there's more than two, but there are the camps of, well, if you don't do daily practice, you'll lose, you'll lose something in your art. It's good to make contact with paper every day. And I'm just like, I don't know. Sometimes I think life is calling like outside yes. your art. There's other yes. stuff that you need to be doing. Yes. Yes. And that's what I'm saying. Like my health, I, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to heal my spinal stenosis uh-huh. and, you know, like I'm now at massages every week. I go get massages. I've got a sauna built. Uh-huh. I'm obsessed with now my physical body of making it um, or giving it everything it needs to, you know, perform at optimal level. Well, that's, yeah, that's priority because if you don't take care of that, you won't be doing your art, you know, it's, you got to yeah. take care of that. So. And I think that what it is, Lulu, is people are certain personality types. I am a person that's all in. When I'm in something, I'm all in. Okay. You know, and when I'm not, when <laughs> I can only like give my all to one thing at a time, mm-hmm. it seems like. And when I'm, all in my art, like say if somebody called me tomorrow and said, Wendy, I'd like to commission you for three uh, 60 by 60s. Mm-hmm. You'd see my ass in that studio in five minutes. <laughs> you know? Right. right. <laughs> well, and I'd be painting, painting, painting. Yeah. But yeah. right now I don't feel that there's a burning need to be in there. Mm-hmm. So I just, I'm, I'm fine. I know that when, if I just follow the, the thread of life, if when I'm supposed to be in there, I'll be back in there again. So you do you do take commissions. Some artists don't like commissions. So I had a real love hate relationship yeah, right. until I've learned how to do them. Is just say I I would love to, but I need um, to have you give me the colors uh-huh. and maybe pick a style that you like of my work because I do lots of different stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and then let me go if, you know, and I had done two really big 60 by 60s for somebody in Nashville here. And she gave me total freedom. And when I have that freedom, mm-hmm. I feel that that's when I, I can, will do a commission. But if I have somebody that's very, very uptight and yeah. rigid with their desires, I can't, I can't work under that kind of because, you know, you never know yeah. what I'm going to do. I never know what I'm going to do. I can't. Yeah. Yeah, good. Well, good for you. Well, people should know then when they commission you that that's how you roll, you know? Right, right. And I think a lot of artists are like that. Yeah. Well, I don't, that's why, that's why artists don't like commissions because they're, they are told what to paint and how to paint it. And I don't like this and I don't like that. And that's really not letting the artist have artistic freedom. So you're not going to get your best painting out of that artist if you're nitpicky. And what happens is it can really make you miserable because you're going to sleep at night going, oh, I got, is she going to like this? Is she going to like it? Is she, oh, I changed it and I hope she likes it. And then you send them a picture and you don't hear back. You start doubting yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't like that. And so I don't do it. Yeah. 
well, good. I, you say you set parameters up front. Which yeah, people know. So yeah, the the thing that boggled me is I had I had a client that wanted the same dot that I painted her daughter and then she wanted another one and that was the most painstaking because I can't recreate a portrait after right. I did one like I didn't have a map on how to right and it was ridiculous it was it was hard I did it but I knew she didn't like it as well as the first one but well, right she's a that's, good client yeah so. yeah that's that's the thing is that you don't want to disappoint somebody no and it, it's you can't once you paint a painting you can't recreate it you can't absolutely. recreate the same one yes absolutely but people don't know that they think that you can just whip it out the same brush strokes the same colors the same everything and you, yeah it's impossible it is unless you trace it which i don't do that <laughs> and even but then yeah. then it looks stiff my dad said well why don't you trace the one that you did i'm like because no, I'm not going to trace it, but yeah. thank you for your advice. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. Well, what's, what's something about you that people may be surprised to know? Hmm. I think a lot of people are surprised to know that I was born in Germany, went to first grade in Germany, um, lived in Germany till about first grade, and did not speak English until I came to the United States at six. I l started learning English. Oh, can I practice some German with you? Natürlich. Uh, du bist wie eine Blume. <laughs> oh, vielen Dank, das ist sehr nett von dir. Oh, well, I just don't know what you, you said. But... You said I'm like a flower. Yes. And <laughs> that I said thank you. German I know. <laughs> oh, I thought you could speak it. Um no. And uh, so my whole life, I've been back and forth to Germany, uh, living okay. in Germany, and I can, I'm fluent in both languages, you know, now I speak English, but I actually speak English better now than German, because when I leave Germany for a couple of years, it gets very rusty, Okay. and it almost takes me a, a year or two to get it back again to where I, people can't tell that I'm not, you know, that's not my first language, or it is my first language, but it's my, not my predominant language. And German's a hard language because of a lot of the uh, the, the the forcefulness. Of yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Like a lot of people, you know, the word "ish," mm -hmm. they they say "ick" because they don't know that it's "ish." You know, there's a special way to speak. It's just like you know, J Japanese, I guess, is very hard too. I lived in yes, I lived in Hawaii for a few years and. Mm -hmm. Um, my daughter was in high school and I said, take Japanese because they were offering Japanese there. And she said, mom, the Japanese kids don't even take Japanese. It's so hard. <laughs> it was difficult. <laughs> yeah, I heard Japanese and Chinese are the hardest. Yeah. Learn. And just learning a new language is always difficult. That's why I think learning it young is always the best because your brain just can adapt because a lot of languages are very similar. Like I took French in high school, very similar uh -huh. um, to German. Um, but yeah, so I did that. And I also was a sheet metal welder. That's something might surprise people. That, that, that is surprising. <laughs> a sheet metal, metal welder wow. uh -huh. with the helmet and everything. Absolutely. And I had, wow, to, that's so cool. Yeah. And I had to wear shield and all face shield and all that. 
But the biggest thing was I had to be very careful because it was during the 80s and I used to love wearing Aquanet hairspray. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, fire and, hazard. Yeah, well, the, <laughs> the sparks from the welder, you know, so I had to, I hated that because I wasn't giving up my Aquanet. Right. Well, nobody <laughs> wanted to give up their Aquanet. The higher the hair, the yeah. closer to God. Yep, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, there's, and you know, a lot of people know this, but a lot don't, that I've been married four times. Okay. So that's kind of unusual. It's not very common, but well, um, fourth yeah. time's a charm. That's what I was going to say. It's not the third, <laughs> it's the fourth. <laughs> so, yeah, that's so that's about I do have a lot more tidbits, but probably left for, you know, when we're alone. Right, I understand. <laughs> oh, no, one-on-one without being recorded. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, what? tell me what your interests are outside of art. What do you like to do outside of art? Oh, I'm heavy into hiking. I love it, which has been hard with my back because I can't do a lot of hills right now. And I don't know if I don't know if I ever will because my um, the stenosis in my spine, the narrowing is quite extensive in my lumbar region. And so mm. he's saying up and down is not good for my back. Yeah. And yeah. so I do like fitness. I actually have been going to, I start. I joined a senior center. Did I tell you this? Yes, you did. Yes. I joined the senior center. And they're quite taken with you. Well, it's, <laughs> it's a whole new life when you're a woman in a senior center. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you yes. know, going to the you're, right. You're the youngest one in there. I don't think I'm the youngest, but I'm the only one with brown hair. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I, I can spot you then <laughs> well I've just always been into fitness and yeah. I love taking you know I used to be an aerobics instructor in the 80s and oh yeah yeah and I've always been into living with military base and military bases you have a lot of really good um, gymnasiums on base mm -hmm. with yeah. a lot you know water aerobics and aerobics classes and you know just tons of st options to work out great weight rooms and because the military soldiers need weight rooms yeah and um so I've always been into fitness and even now with my spinal stenosis you know I still love working out and but I've just adapted it in a different way. So that's one of my hobbies. Is my my health is a huge hobby for me. Um, I also love Netflix binging with my husband. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh, we watch a lot of movies at night. Um, and I Have love. You seen, go ahead. I'm sorry. Have you seen the Kaminsky method on no. Netflix? No, I have not seen. That sounds like an older one, isn't it? Yes, it's with Michael Douglas, but it's one of the best shows on there. Oh, I know something I didn't tell you that I just, okay. I graduated from high school with Julianne Moore. <gasps> nice. And oh, she, the beautiful redhead. In yeah. Frankfurt, Germany. Yes, we went to school wow. together. Um, we weren't friends or anything. Mm -hmm. She ran in the circles of the thespians. Uh, she was she was always in plays and stuff. Yeah. Um, but so all her friends were in the acting club too. So, but yeah, I graduated from high school with her. I thought that's always been kind of a little cool. Her name was Julie Smith in high school, by the way. Okay, is that why she changed her name to Julianne Moore? Sounds a little bit more professional. But I yeah. guess she graduated and went straight to New York City and started working on a soap opera, which oh wow, 
because she didn't ha- wasn't classically considered beautiful in high school, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. She, you know she just has a look about her where I think wow she's gorgeous. Yeah, she's striking. Yeah, yeah and that red hair it's it's yeah. red like that in high school. It's natural. Yeah, well, you, yeah, and you can't fake that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's hard to get the natural looking red. The her, natural red has yeah. tell when somebody's natural. And I love, sure. love, love her because she is a true 70s girl like me. We are just like, no, no, no to all the b- plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. You know, she's naturally growing older, which I love. Such a beautiful role model for women. Yes. That are my age. Because you know, we need those role models. There's not many of them out there. Well, you know who else is I love is um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, she's she, another she one. that too. Yeah. And I'm not she's downing awesome. anybody. I'm not above, above, above any Botox. I've got Botox in my forehead. I get it all the time, every five months. So <laughs> oh, I, no, I know what you're saying. I yeah. Saying. Just the whole thing about we need role models for women that are naturally getting older and being comfortable with it. Yes, I agree. And I cut you off about Netflix. What are some shows you like to watch? Oh, gosh, we watch them all. Right now, we're actually, uh, we'd never watched The Blacklist. Oh, okay. I started watching that, and I didn't keep it up. But I love James Spader. He's yeah, of- it's real clever, you know, writing on for him, for sure. Um, yeah. So we had been watching that right now. But we like to watch, gosh, we've watched so many. I couldn't even begin to tell you. You know, we, we, we watch them all. And I yeah. should be embarrassed to say, but we love the violent ones the best. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I, even, um, did you watch the Jeffrey Dahmer one called Dahmer? No, I didn't watch that one. Okay. I was going to say, I can't watch it. It's just too creepy. I mean, yeah, I, the real ones are a little harder to, yeah. I like, like Game of Thrones is what I'm talking about. Oh, I, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's the kind of shows I like. I like the, uh, yeah. I love shows about different places and time and history mm-hmm. and uh, like, you know. The, Outlander? The, uh, yes. Love yeah. that one. Yeah. Just all of them. We love all the Yellowstone stuff. Anything that by Taylor Sheridan, we watch. Did you did you ever get into Stranger Things? Did no. you ever watch that? Okay. No. I tried, but I couldn't. Yeah. So I got into that. Yeah. I, even um it's not on Netflix, but the um this it's based on the movie Psycho. Oh yeah. How about, how about called. how about how uh, about the Queen's Gambit? I love that one. I heard uh, my friend told me to watch that. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. There's just okay. so much to pick from, isn't there? There is. There's almost too much, too many choices. Well, compared <laughs> to what I had as a kid, you know, we had three channels, and yeah, <laughs> I, I was the remote control. My dad would say to go change the channel. You know, I'd be laying on the floor in front of the TV, and I'd have to flip the channel for him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes that was the, there were no there was it was like and then if you missed this show you yeah missed it. yeah but we went outside a lot or my mom would be watching tv when i got home and she'd say go play you know th- there was one television and she was the queen you know yeah yeah and we didn't have what the, the kids now have and yeah <laughs> well Here's my favorite question that I ask people is what makes you feel most alive? Oh my gosh. Oh, 
I just, you know, I think I feel traveling. Okay. When I travel, I am most alive. I love, love, love traveling. It is my favorite thing to do is take trips with my husband. Nice. Yeah. We're, you know, we're planning one to St. Lucia here in a few months and I've never been there. You know, I don't usually do, I don't usually like tropical vacations. You know, we went, we've been to Europe a couple of times together, Budapest and places like that. Because Uh I always want to go, I love Europe because that's, you know, where I'm from. And my husband had never been, but now I thought, wow, we're going to do a sandals resort trip. To oh, stand, to wow. stand, yeah. And so I'm really excited about that. I, I it just gets my juices going knowing I'm going on a trip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. I understand. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I think that when you especially when during COVID and the lockdowns and all that, people just after that, people traveled I've just always done it. Uh, You know, it's uh, something that there's something about going to a place you've never been. Yeah. That is so fun. I bet it it just awakens every Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you're eating new food that you never, even if it's just going over to New York, you know, Mm -hmm. or somewhere, you, you know, there's food there that you've never had and there's, uh, you know, sights and smells and people are different in every single town, let alone every state and every country. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just different. And I love the differentness. Well, it sounds like you're up for adventure. Yes, I love adventure. Not skydiving, though. Not adrenaline no. uh, activities. <laughs> exactly. Okay. No, 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 no. Nothing, nothing that's going to make me afraid. What, what about, would you parasail? Or they, no, would, wouldn't do that either. You wouldn't. Okay. I'm just testing the waters. Let's see. I, then I wouldn't find you bungee jumping for sure. Yeah. I'm okay. Here. Yeah. Good, so I'm anything, that, anything that makes my stomach drop. You know, okay. I no used to. Coasters. No, <laughs> I used to when I was young, but it's. Like now, I, I guess I realize I did something stupid a couple of years ago. My niece had a, a razor scooter, and she's she, she said, "Right, Aunt Wendy." And I went down this hill, and I ended up falling and hurting myself pretty badly. And oh, I and same thing skiing. I, I we've been skiing a couple times over the years, and Jim is just very limber, and he can do anything. Anything he does, he got on the razor scooter before me. And he did an amazing job. So mm-hmm. I thought I could do it. And I fell and I almost had to go to the emergency room. So, oh, wow. yeah. And so same with skiing. I fell like three times a couple of years ago in the back of my head skiing. Oh, wow. So I've just learned that, okay, Wendy, you know, you are yeah. not a spring chicken anymore. And if you haven't skied in five years and then you get on the slopes, you can't, you got to be careful. You got to go in bunny slope again. For sure. <laughs> well, I did hear any East Coast skiing. I heard this is that it's more dangerous than West Coast because I, I heard East Coast has a layer of ice. Under That's the what was there. We were actually in um, Georgia, like yeah. in the mountains of Georgia, and yeah. it was ice. That's what truly yeah, what happened. Ice. Yeah, out west, I guess they don't have that ice issue. Yeah, well, it, yeah. I just know that I have learned that I, I like to play a little safe now. 
Yeah. Well, I can understand that. Yeah. So that's why no bungee jumping. Right. Because you hear about people, I'm getting so crazy now because I think we have so much information, Mm -hmm. you know, about people hurting themselves doing something or. Yeah. That I, everything, I just like, nope, if one other person fell off the bungee and died, I'm not doing it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, I call that being smart. (laughs) Well, it it also, my husband, he, you know, I just don't have the fitness level he has when it comes to doing stuff like that. Yeah. Well, you have to know your limitations. Correct. Yes. So we're coming up on time, but the last question that I have for you is, what makes you laugh? Oh my gosh. What makes me laugh? My husband cracks me up. Your husband. That's I've been thing. known to pee myself. <laughs> well, that's and, a good laugh. Yeah. When that happens, you know it's good. <laughs> he really cracks me up. And also just my my friend Pamela Bates. Oh, I know her online. I don't yeah, she cracks. Yeah. We laugh. Oh my gosh, we <laughs> would talk daily online like this, but we're talking through messenger. Yeah, and we'll just crack each other up. You know, I'll tell her something that happened, and so yeah, I think that's one of the, one another one of the big joys of life is laughing. Yes, having is. a sense of humor about things and being able to just think how funny it all is, isn't it? Yes, you you and I have laughed a lot. Since yeah, started. well, because everything really is funny. Everything, is. even even if it seems like it's not, yeah, it's just ludicrous. What's going on? Yeah, it can be ironically <laughs> funny. Yeah. Yes, exactly. The Alanis Morissette song comes to mind. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my! And. Well, uh, I appreciate you asking me, and this has been so much fun, and that's what I love is that um, we just had a really good time talking like girlfriends. Yeah, that's how I design it. I mean, I try to just, I don't want it to be like all the other art podcasts. I want to know, I do want to know about your art, but I want to know about your life in general, because I think artists' lives are just so, uh, you know, just so full and outside their art you just you get to know them in a different way oh you know when I get to know people when they come to my workshops they come to my workshops and I get to find out you know how many of them have survived having cancer three times or how many have lost children you know there's there's people you know online and you learn so much that you didn't know about them and you see them so much more yeah than just a painter yes well that's what an artist is if there's so much more than their art and that's why this podcast is happening because I want to um present artists in a in a different way yeah we're not weirdos that have a beret on our head or (laughs) a bandana and big earrings you know we're because that's what people think you know a lot of times you you tell them you're an artist they're like "Ooh, they're always it's always do you paint people oh I know or (laughs) if you paint abstracts they'll say oh a monkey can do that (laughs) more than that I get the biggest one I think we all get is when you say when people, because usually it's when I'm buying something at the mm-hmm. store, like at Walmart, I buy, buy sponges because I use a lot of sponges with my work. Yeah. 
craft sponges. And then the cashier will always go, Oh, you're painting a lot. You're painting your house. And, <laughs> and then usually I say, no, I'm an artist. I use them. Oh, really? Oh, I wish I could draw. I can't do a stick figure. Ah, oh, yes. <laughs> That's that's the other thing is I can't, yeah, I can't do a stick. I, I always say I can't either. Right. <laughs> and who would want to? Yeah, you know, or they, or you get the, oh, my sister's an artist or my daughter's an artist. And my, you know what I mean? You get that yeah. one. But I, you know, I think it's because people don't know what to say. Yeah. It, it, because they don't know which way to take the conversation from them. Yeah, and most people don't know artists, and I wouldn't have either when I first <laughs> before I started painting. You know, I'd never, yeah. I never knew a person that painted. Right. So, so it's kind of we're kind of rare. The reason we think there's so many of us is because we all hang in the same place. Yeah. <laughs> but and you've you've inspired my next I teach a class. My next class is gonna be called the stick figure class. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I have to come to that because I don't know how to do it. <laughs> we can all learn well, how to do stick figures. <laughs> well, it's been really a pleasure and I will definitely once you let me know, I will share this with my friends. Awesome. Well, thank you. I hope we can talk again too. Sure. And now that I know you and uh, we can just you know, chit chat back and forth on Instagram too. Would love it. Would love it. Well, have oh. a good rest of your day. You too, Lulu. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Artist's Pool, the podcast where the temperature is always right for great conversations. If you could subscribe, rate, and review, especially on Apple Podcasts, that will really help us out. Also, you can leave me a voicemail on Spotify for any show suggestions or artists that you want me to bring on the podcast. Until next time. <laughs>